welcome to the Keep Looking Up podcast, blah, blah, blah. Let's get through it because I'm so freaking excited to have Lana on with us today. Okay, so I spent the majority of my morning crying. I woke up like on the wrong side of the bed today and I was like, I don't think that I like, this is not the right place for me to be like inviting Lana into this space. So I sat outside for like two hours and like put my hands and my feet in the ground and then came back inside my home and I was like, read Lana's bio that I'm going to be reading to you guys in like five seconds. And I started crying and I was like, holy shit, I haven't had, the people that I've had on this podcast have been amazing. Okay. I love them. They're all amazing. But this is like a, I feel like I'm entering a new realm with this conversation. And I think that everyone's going to understand why. So hi, Landa. I'm about to talk all about you, but can I just hear your voice for one second? Hi. So lovely to be here. So happy to have you. Okay. So Lana is a director, skills for change coach, and somatics practitioner, teaching artist and playwright. Lana lives and works on Tongva land, Los Angeles, California, identifies as pansexual, and is a white non-binary femme. I'm already crying. They are dedicated to radical and liberatory art making, as well as empowered and connected community building, and their hope is to guide others towards the life and values of their dreams. So, what the fuck? Hello. Thank you for... um, It's so strange to, like, hear that read and to, 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 to take it, you know? Like, we're not taught to just listen. Uh, that was yeah. hard but a uh, cool cool <laughs> what was hard about it because I understand because to me uh, I feel the power it's like I think that's what it was when I was reading it this morning is that I was like shaking and it's like that quake of like this is big it's like a bigness and it's hard to articulate what that bigness is but I think when you feel it and it's you like you're t- like someone's reading it about you like it what is hard about that because I can feel why it would be Right. Especially as like a femme person in this world and in our culture, like we're not taught to take up space. Right. And so hearing that, I'm like, I wrote that bio, like that, that <laughs> is who I am. And yet it's hard to hear you say it. Cause there's a part of me that's just like, wait, no, I need to hide. And then I'll come back after, after um, she's done reading this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That resonates with me because it's like, it's like you're, I need to be in the wings for this one. Right. Right? Like you can't stand directly in the face of who you are. You have to, like you said, you have to go hide for a little bit and then you can come out and you can receive some sort of response to that. But being there and having to like stand in the truth of what it is while other people are hearing it, that's different. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So a little bit of an introduction, Lana and I have known each other since I think how old were we I think I was like 13 children yeah Yeah, I was 12 or 13 yeah I was a child I think like 12 yeah and so we did theater together in like a small theater company in New Braunfels Texas right that was the first time was that what Mm -hmm. it was or was it the woodlawn somewhere Somewhere I, we did in yeah, community theater. So yeah. <laughs> and then we ended up going to school together, but our paths while they were crossing, we never connected on like a deep friendship level. There was never, it was just, we knew each other. 
but there wasn't like a strong connection, which makes all of the sense to me, you know, for everyone listening to this podcast, I was, we were just on totally different paths, but for somehow and some reason have kept up with each other on and through social media beyond like school and just, you know, I mean, you don't keep up with everyone, but we have, we've like stayed connected and I think grown maybe like that tie and that bond through that space. And then now here we are getting to do this. And I'm just so stoked to have you. That's so cool how it all comes back, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just so I'm in awe of and really inspired by the work that you're doing and the life that you've built for yourself. It's amazing to witness. Thank you. I think we're both like cultivating lives that mirror each other's in, in some way. And so that's what it's like. It's like we get you get to look over at that person and be like, okay, you too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, okay. I want to hear I, from your own words. There's this beautiful, I'm sorry, I'm distracted, but outside my window is huge, beautiful red butterfly. So oh. big, like, like so big. I just flew down the window. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Um, I want to hear about the work that you're doing. Okay. I want to hear about um, what life has looked like for you, but like ultimately, like, we read your bio. Can we get into like what this looks like? Like, what does this work look like for you? Starting from how you got to this place of like doing the things that you do. And then we'll get into what the the things are, but how did you find yourself here? What did that journey look like a little bit? Yeah. So towards the end of school, uh, I started directing and writing my own work and then I graduated and everyone was going off and doing the actor thing, right? And like going to New York and going to LA right after graduation. And I was like, there's something off here for me. And there's something that I don't want about this. And so I stayed in St. Louis, which is an incredible city filled with mm-hmm. lots of really, really wonderful people. And it's cheap. And <laughs> It's so cheap and the artistic community is tight knit and small and supportive, small and mighty. Mm. Um, So my point with that is I was able to put up my own work um, for not a lot of money. Right. And I, there were Mm. just all of these resources and that city really helped my voice. And I learned very quickly that I was passionate about like directing on paper, that's a word I feel like that um, a lot of people understand, right? But mm. it's collaboration, right? I I figured out that I love working with other artists and I love storytelling, but I don't ever want to do it alone, right? I never want to like hold a torch. I want everyone to have a torch and I want to make yeah. collective light together. Yeah. So I found out that was that was what my heart really wanted. And then I moved to Los Angeles COVID happened and then I got into film and I've been directing film and it's been wonderful again finding a lot of a lot of the past few years finding what doesn't work (laughs) really feeling like the nose in my body and um sacred nose right like our nose help us find our yeses yes (laughs) so it's been a season the past few years (laughs) The the city's weird right um so I was finding my nose and it felt really good to find those notes. And I found skills for change. And I've started up my coaching practice and I love working with other artists. And now I'm bringing it into these ensemble spaces. And so mm-hmm. it's 
sort of this collision of worlds. Yeah. And I just think there's a lot of potential. I think that there are so many voices that are stifled and scared because we don't have the tools to uh, express honestly and safely, especially in an industry that's so oppressive. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about the oppression of the industry and what you feel personally, like in finding, okay. So I think that we kind of find our paths through things that work for us, that things are happening in our own lives. Maybe we're like unlocking doors within ourselves or like finding the ability to know what a no feels like in your body and then seeing how that affects your life. And then you think, oh, everyone needs the ability to feel this, right? And to know this for themselves. So I think that's, at least for me, as I start to dive into like my own healing and like cultivating my own life and learning what that looks like, then I start to be like, oh, this is how I can share this with the community. Like, this is how this spills over into like from self-care to community care, right? And then you find your your line, your stream within that as you like flow. So for you, you mentioned oppression. Like you mentioned that you started to have to learn these things within yourself. Like, what does that look like for you in the setting of yourself free so that you can stay in love with what you do, right? Like, because oppression can make us not want to do the thing. Like, it's can right. be like, fuck this, I'm leaving, right? But yeah. instead, you've taken the challenge of being like, I'm not going to go. I'm going to find a way that this works so that I can stay in love and still take care of myself, right? So how have, how have you learned that for yourself? And, and what do you see this like being as a bridge to community care? Does that make sense? Yes, totally. First off, I want to speak on what you said about um, our healing, inspiring us and teaching us <laughs> about care. I think that's so, so relevant and so important. So a lot of what I've learned is through witnessing, honestly. And I think it started, there was this light bulb in me when I was on these websites or casting calls that are still to this day on October of 2022, like these casting calls still say, um, hot, small, white, blonde, fit, like all of these words and people are reading them every day and people are submitting to the jobs and I'm not shaming them for that. Like artists need to survive. Right. And these jobs pay. So people are pressing submit, even if they have an awareness of like, oh, this sucks, right? Like people still need to survive capitalism. (laughs) Yeah. Like we can recognize it and still play into it because we have to, to survive. So those words were kind of the trigger for me. And then um, just seeing around me all of the time, like, folks obsession with status and money and the price tag that's attached to everything. And, um, I'm pretty enough to honestly, I've been in some toxic environments, but I haven't been in that many toxic creative environments. Cause I just say no before it's, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that does mean, right. Like I might be moving slower, slower than some other people and like, well, fuck that. Um, <laughs> but I see what's happening and I reject it before I put myself in the position to experience my voice being shut up. And I see so many people every day being shut up and quieted and it's heartbreaking. 
you know, I, I think this is everything that you're saying. I don't think I know, but I haven't had the words for it. I was just speaking to a friend recently, um, a good friend of mine who was in an acting class that I was in and he was talking, we were talking about how I stopped acting. I like just stopped doing it. And I had felt, I had left acting when I was kind of in my old life, right? Like of like marriage and all of these things, the things. And then I get, came back into it just in the space of like learning. Like there was no real goal at like career. It was just like in the space of learning. And then as I developed in that space, it kind of naturally moved into like work again, you know, like, okay, now you have an agent and now like the learning has turned into like where you're trying to get to do something with this learning, this experience of learning. And the second I'm just landing now in this conversation, having these connections. So like, this is happening for me in real time, but I, yeah, I know. So I, the second it started to move into like the working space and I started to not only submit my, on my own, right. For these casting calls, but like be called in by my agent for these types of roles, the exact ones that you're speaking of. Right. And like being called in for roles that I should never have been called in for. Right. Like they're clearly looking for a person of color and they call in me. Right. right? And they're clear, like, it's like, what are we doing here? Right. And just feeling like you're in the room going against everything that you stand for, but you're still there, you know, like, I'm still here. What the fuck am I doing here? I hate everything about this and wanting to just be like, I'm sorry and like leave. And so eventually I did, I just stopped like taking the auditions. I started turning them all down and then I lost my agent and then I kept going to class. And then I was like, I'm not going to go to class anymore. I like everything in my life felt like it was burning down around me. And now the connection is, it's clear that the second, the way class felt to me was like collaborative art. And I would say this to people all the time. I would be like, this is exactly what it is. Like I go to class every week for seven hours or five hours, like depending, right. But it's like forever long, these classes, because we go and there's, the two people doing the thing or the three people doing the thing. And then the people that are in the room watching are absolutely involved in it. And everyone is doing a thing together. And that's enough for me. Like I was like, I literally, that's all I need, except for it doesn't pay me money, but it's all I need to like feel like I'm doing the thing that I'm called to do. Right. Right. The second it moved from that to like clicking away and like going into these spaces that I had no business being in and didn't want to be in, it took, it sucked it all out of me. That now when uh, I went to these classes, I was like, well, this is so that I can be good at that. And I hate that, you know? And so I just stopped doing it. And for, I don't know, almost two years now that I've just been like, I just plucked myself out. Yeah. And now like hearing you talk, everything in me is like, Yes, because we're in a place right now in the world, Lana. I think it's clear to me that this isn't the only space that's oppressive. It's not the only space that needs to be changed. It's not the only space that people are having to stand up and be like, fuck this shit. We're paving a new path and it's going to take time and it's going to be very different, but it's going to, it's what we're going to do. We're having to do that in every area. You know, I just quit my job because of the same shit. 
where I'm like, uh, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. And so hearing you talk, I'm like, I think it's easy for us sometimes to fall in line with the oppressive system because we're fucking scared. Right. Yeah. So that's where we're not going to judge people who like press submit because we get it. Right. It's like, it makes sense. <laughs> you yeah. know, what other way do we have? Yeah. Like, of course you're going to do that. Your scarcity, right? Like, yes. Yes. So for you, you're yeah. like, okay, well, we have to create something from the ground up. Right. And so when you talk about this collaborative work and you talk about the oppression and you talk about how it's slow, like that's another thing that I feel like has been thrust upon us is a timeline for this and like what it has to look like and that rest is not involved and that the ability to feel into your body about what feels good doesn't exist for us. It's all just go, go, go. We say yes to what's thrown at us. So how many times at the beginning of, are you told, like at the beginning of your career, you just take whatever roles you can get. You just take whatever you can get. And then eventually you'll have some sense of say in what you're doing. Right. That's what it's built on. Like it's built on that idea. (laughs) So here you come in and you have this thing where you're like, no, I'm going to bring something different into these spaces. Like, what does that tangibly look like? Like to someone who like me is like, this is maybe a step closer to like, when you talked about this, I felt like, oh, this is what class feels like, but maybe Mm. it's like in a direction that I can move somewhere with it. Like it's, it's like something I can step into and like do something with that feeling that I had in that room for so long, you know? So what does that look like to you? Like, what is it? what is it in like the nuts and bolts of the thing? Right. I think it's a lot of things. The first thing that came to mind that I think might be, I'm finding this too in this conversation. I think (laughs) a big part of the foundation of these cooperative, like radical art making spaces is everyone bringing 100% of what they want 100% of the time and negotiating agreements. And I'm using like skills for change language right now with that. Yeah. That in like how liberating for artists to sit together on the floor in a class on a film set in a room, like hopefully, right. <laughs> if whoever's in charge is open to change. Um, <laughs> but right now I'm talking about the floor. That's why I'm, I'm like with other people in the living room floor I work in these sets, like I'm bringing this in because no one's paying me to do it yet. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. when everyone is in what they want, right? And that's how expression can move through. And that's how we find something that everyone loves. Because I feel like so often this hierarchy is baked into these systems. And so it's a director, it's a producer that's like, this is my vision. Everyone help me get there. And we yeah. still have fun. Like we have environments and there's some incredible directors and that's just like how people work. But I just think there's so much more than that. When everyone brings in what they want and listens to each other, that end product, like, holy shit, that's where the magic is. Have you seen this fleshed out in the work that you, the directing work that you do? 
like do you have you noticed the difference in the the things that you've been since you have come across skills for change and then been working as a director in these spaces in film right yeah what feels different for you like what's the what what different magic do you find in in the work you've been doing since uh something that feels different is excitement in the room cool and there's this tension and fear and like a feeling everyone kind of tiptoeing around bombs yeah (laughs) that that is sort of alleviated and everyone just feels safe and free to try things um right now I'm thinking specifically of uh DPs cameramen yeah um and like DP and director that relationship is really special but still I've seen so often the DP's autonomy kind of getting stripped away right because there's the director has a vision, mm-hmm. but the director's like, well, what's your vision? You're operating a camera. I'm not. What do you see? Here's what I see. What do you see? And then there's a Venn diagram. And then that middle part is the sparkly shit. <laughs> yeah. The freaking magic, man. And it's like, it's just not what we're used to. Yeah. But when people experience it, like I'm getting emotional just thinking, I because I have experienced it, right? right? I've experienced the feeling that you're talking about. Yeah. I've not experienced it in every sense, like on every set that I've ever been. I've never experienced it even on set of anything, actually. Um, but I've experienced it in rooms with people, right? And I'm and where you're all of a sudden like, oh, we people just don't know, like people just don't know that this is available to us. Yeah, Like we're attached to an idea of the way things are supposed to be because that's how it's gone for so long. And it feels right because that's how it's been, but they just haven't experienced this. And that kind of takes me back to the beginning where I was like, when I, the way that we find our paths is by finding what's healing us. Right. And it's, it's like, well, once you experience it, you're like, oh, well, this is available to everyone to experience this. Yeah. And once they taste it, they're never going to want to go back. Right. They're never going to want to go back to the old way of doing things. Right. Because like in this space, we all have a voice. We all are important. We're all coming together. And that's the thing about creativity is that, and it's, it's like a spirit to me. So like, I've always viewed creativity as like a living entity. Right. So it can flow beautifully through one person, right? People write books, we write poetry, we do amazing things on our own. But when, when like the spirit, right, quote unquote spirit, when it settles on a group of people, it takes me back to like my old religious days where it's like where two or three are gathered in my name, I am with you, right? So there's truth in everything, right? So when, yeah. So when I experience that in the sense of creativity, it's like, it's like it, um, an overflow and it like bounces off of each other and then there's more and then there's so much you can't even hold it there has to be other hands to carry the the all of the creativity like it's like there's so many ideas and the beautiful part about it is that when you get into that river like when you jump into that river with other people you're like swept up into a current and it's somehow all connected and that connectivity it's like it's why art exists in my mind it's like 
the whole purpose to have for us to even have art as even for it to exist is to bring people together in community like that's the purpose of it so if the function of it is not matching the purpose of it then what are we doing we're not doing it right like it has to match the function has to be what we're actually setting out to do here which is just like the marriage of the two right and it's so individualized culture and it's so monetized yes yes Right. And so I think these new, like these new ways of being like this new work that you're doing to me, it's revolutionary. I mean, to me, it's like, this is not a small thing. This isn't like, Oh, like take a class and like, learn a, learn a couple of things. Like it'll be, it's like a workshop. Like, no, to me, this is like revolutionary. We're changing the world type of work. Like it, it excites me to my core of like, no, no, this is the beginning of of where everything changes uh, yeah. right yeah yeah I think so, so we're just finding our people right good yes you have thoughts yeah you are? yeah no, yes yeah, just big yes capital y <laughs> yeah what's interesting to me is that if if there is some sense of mystical um like spirit that is creativity and you're we're these like multi-dimensional beings right who are like in my opinion just like existing in real time with all of with all of the other versions like it's all happening now that it makes sense that back when we were 12 and 13 that like this that like while it didn't match up in the human experience yet it was always going to be this way because like there's something that's calling to us to be like this isn't there's more here there's a freedom here there's a togetherness here and I was I was explaining to my my same friend Tyler who I was talking about like I don't know why I quit acting which I just found out in this conversation with you why I quit acting (laughs) (laughs) but I was explaining to him the way I view it is like whenever I would prepare for a character maybe you like have some sort of experience with this but whenever I prepare for a character I would I imagine it's like the person who wrote this story has come in contact with a storyteller okay so this is like what happens in my imagination that there's a storyteller that's like a soul that's passed on or that like still like their story is like still like reverberated in the ethers or something and this artist taps into that story that is real and true and exists and they receive the information of whatever that is and they write the story and then the person that comes along who's the actor their job or whatever is to tap into that source right right to tap into that energy source that originated like you know the work and then everyone who has their piece we're all just like tapping into the same source and telling a true story about that about some person or being that like actually had this thing it's like it's like we're being given a gift of like tell my story right tell my story and so to me it's this it's not just collaborative within human beings but it's like collaborative in a spiritual way and so I think that's what and I've even I've 
when I talk about this, I'm like, I don't know if I'm delusional and I actually believe that's true or if I just have to believe it in my imagination because it's what works for me. But there is something sacred about telling a story. Oh, yeah. There's something sacred about um, about stepping into the skin of another of another person and like and and finding who they are. And so, oh, to yeah. me, that's a spiritual. It's a trans. It's like a mystical spiritual experience. And that's why this work that you do and you're talking about is so meaningful to me because it's, it mirrors that experience for me. Like yeah. it's what that is. Right. So, yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, you're speaking to my heart, man. Yeah. 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 So when you like, um, when you talk about bringing this in into spaces, you're starting to open this up to the community, like for people to start, you know, participating in this work for you. What does that look like? Like, how can people do this with you? Right. Right. Well, I wanted to, I want people to feel it empowered by the tools of cooperative communication. And so I think that's step one is like, what is that? Um, there's a formula. Everyone can embody it. It's not complicated, but let's all learn it to, so then we can start applying it to our real life. We can bring it into our relationships, into our homes, into our workspaces. Um, and then, right, this overarching theme of like, what happens when we bring this to our creative spaces and yeah. what has potential to be unleashed. And this is the first time I'm offering this class. It's kind of like a beta, right? And so the folks that are saying yes, I think that it's a spiritual thing as well. Whoever is called to this Mm. is building it with me. I don't know what's going to happen. I have absolutely no idea, but I know that I am a trained cooperative communication facilitator. And so whatever that means, let's take it and let's grow it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah, I am absolutely. And here's another thing too, about that. The fact that you, you allow so much freedom already for like what this could, what this work, right. What this class is going to look like. That's you practicing this work like you're putting it in practice by saying well the other people aren't here yet so I have my idea of what this is going to be but we have all of the people that have to come so that we can all collaboratively decide and like do this thing together and build it together so yeah I am I'm going to be absolutely joining you um on this journey and I would love for people oh my god I Lana, like I've been waiting my whole life. Like that's, I've been waiting my whole life to do this with you. That's how this feels. So just in the attempt to get the information out so that other people have the opportunity to find what they've been looking for their whole lives. Like I have, um, where can, where can they find you? Where can we find information and where can we connect? Yeah. Tinyurl.com slash cooperation for creatives yes. has all of the info on this class that starts on November 1st, 2022. And right now I'm most active on Instagram, redbrows underscore. That's where I share a lot of my heart. I know you get this too. I think social media yeah. has 
potential to be so connective and a portal as long as it's used responsibly and <laughs> your boundaries which I'm on every day. But um, that's that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm most active and where I'm um, bringing, bringing all the info. I love it. Well, I, I want to honor your time and um, I will go ahead and like let this conversation come to an end now. But I, I wanted to say again, Lana is the first femme, non-binary, queer person to be on this show with me. Um, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's meaningful in all of the ways. I'm so thankful to have opened this, like I said, this new space. I feel like entering into like a different, there's just a different space that's being opened up right now. And I'm so thankful that I got to do that with you today. That means the world to me. And I also want to say the people you've had on this show, amazing. I'm very inspired by the podcast episodes that I've listened to. And Mm -hmm. those men are so lucky to have gotten to connect with you. Thank you. Oh, just want to say that <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much I really they appreciate so it lucky. they're so lucky oh I feel I just every time I'm just like oh my goodness the fact that I get to have these conversations and go into these places it's like so it's it literally is world changing it really is like my own personal world has changed immensely so I really appreciate you and before I let you go since you've listened to the podcast you probably already know this is coming but mm-hmm. um, before I let anyone leave I'm going to give you a phrase and then you respond to the phrase with whatever comes up. It could be literally anything. You could sing a song. You could do a dance. You could say one word. Okay. Um, when I say keep looking up, what is brought up within you? Hope. So much hope. Yeah. There is more to come. Yeah. yeah. Always. There's always more. That's how I feel. Spacious. Yeah. Expansive. Expansive. Yeah. Yeah. It's never ending. Liberating. It's never ending. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. Yeah. Well, I would love to have you back on. We're going to have to have another conversation because I have so many other things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about the artist's way. I want to talk to you about like relationships. (laughs) Oh, I... Yeah, I want to talk about everything. I could talk to you for the rest of my life. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, well, so so much love to you. And thank you again for being honest with me. Thank you, friends. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye-bye.